Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's Brett Allen, your host of the Open Mic Podcast. On today's episode, we have the multi-talented actor Garfield Wilson. He can currently be seen on TNT's streaming hit series, Snowpiercer. He has a fun and exciting role on that. He also was a part of another fantastic show on the Nickelodeon network, The Astronauts. We talk about his career, starts, ups and downs, and all of those things as well. But more importantly, he is a huge advocate of black trans youth, spreading the message of education and support and understanding, grace and mercy, and all of those types of things. And it's something that is very near and dear to his heart. We talk about all of that and much more on today's episode of the podcast. Again, thanks for listening and supporting the show. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Prepare to be astonished! With Brett Allen. Dude, we are so gonna party! A pop culture podcast. <gasps> oh! At the Open Mic, no topic is off limits. Great Odin's Raven! Join in weekly as Brett interviews your favorite celebrities from film, television, sports, music, and much more. Plus, you never know who will stop by. The Mystic Portal awaits. Now here is your host, Brett Allen. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Happy holidays, all that. Yeah, happy holidays to you. How was your Christmas? How was that for you? You know, it was um, it was it was a little bit quiet in terms of uh, visiting uh, relatives and just uh, doing all the things that we would normally do with the kids, like going and see some shows, going to see the lights and things like that. But it was really, really nice that everybody, everybody was healthy and we were together. Like I've got three kids and my girlfriend's got a young boy and we were all together for Christmas Eve. And it was just, it was really special. Really nice. Yeah. Christmas is great, uh, especially for kids. I have a six-year-old and this year, I think out of all of the Christmases was probably the most fun for me uh, because he just, they get so excited about the holidays and the lights and, and all of that. And I really want to cherish the youth. I, I think your kids are probably older, um, but um, still, it's just fun for everybody involved. And uh, we're all on a holiday hangover now. <laughs> so, um, and now New Year's Dude. a couple years, a couple days away. I know it's crazy. I just feel oh my gosh, physically like so. Normally, most people are working, and then they have a block of time off. But a lot of us have been off you know, or working from home. And then it's yeah. like, you can sort of have a transition if that makes any sense. But I feel like this year, we just kind of like plunged feet first into like holiday season, right? It's just been like, you know, it's funny because uh, in my neighborhood, people don't put their Christmas lights up until like just the first week of December. Oh, really? Chris okay. Christmas lights were going up the third week in November <laughs> this, this year. <laughs> wow. People wanted to get festive in a hurry. They yeah. wanted to like lighten the mood get something joyous and happy going and <laughs> like you said i mean like having a six-year-old that's magic time my kids are 17 15 and 12 okay and it is still magic time but like that's christmas for, for me is seeing it through the eyes of kids 100%. like that's that is that is where the juice of christmas is you know what i mean that's that's where it's at you know yeah, I think for me as well, even like Halloween, even those holidays, 
to me, it's like this year for Halloween, my son was like, are you going, what are you going to dress up as? You know, what are you <laughs> going to be? And that's the first time he's really asked that. So there was that extra obligation there to make sure that, you know, I created, cause it's memories, you know, cause they do get yeah. so fast. And um, well, it sounds like you had an awesome time and, and um, yeah, so we're in the middle of this pandemic. You are obviously people just now tuning in. Um, we're talking with Garfield Wilson. He is, uh, he stars on Snowpiercer on TNT, which is a fantastic show. He has another series that dropped back in November, The Astronauts, which was a lot of fun as well. I was able to watch that uh, with my son, not Snowpiercer, but Snowpiercer is great to watch after the kids go to bed. Yes. <laughs> we're going to talk about that, but a lot of people also know your story, but this is new to our listeners. You are a huge advocate for a couple different things, Black Lives Matter, which is fantastic, of course. And then your advocacy and support is very personal for Black trans youth. And I want to talk about that. If you can share your experience with that and sort of your story as to why supporting this, I mean, it's important no matter what, but for you, it's extremely personal and just kind of letting our listeners in on about just a little bit about whatever you want to share about that and sort of why this is so important to you, Garfield. Yeah, well, you know, um, like I said, I have three children, beautiful children. Um, my oldest daughter, True, is 17. My son is, Judy's 15. And then my youngest daughter is 12, Jazzy. And my oldest daughter is trans. And, uh, and she transcends um, at the age of nine. And uh, my ex-wife and I uh, went through that journey. Our whole family went through that journey. And it was, um, it was, really, it was really a monumental uh, shift for us as a family and for our friends and for our community. And, um, you know, we, we did so much work in terms of, of, of educating ourselves and, and going through all of, the, all of the, the necessary steps to understand what this journey was going to be like for our daughter and our family emotionally and for us and to just go through that process. And, um, you know, we went to uh, quite a few gender odyssey conferences in Seattle, which is, which is uh, sort of a trans convention. And then you go to workshops, you, you talk to experts and uh, just have uh, an alignment with the community and, and, and gain allyship and all of those things. And, you know, it's, it's, we would need another four hours to go through what that journey was like, but honestly speaking, it was, it was the most gifted experience of my lifetime. You know, just really as a, as I, I always wanted to be a father, I always wanted to have more than one child. And, you know, I've said this many times in, in, in other conversations that, you know, when your child is a baby, and I'm sure you can understand this, you have your you you look at your son and your daughter and you have these these ideas and these wishes for them as to what they're going to get into and what they're going to grow up to be and the only thing you can actually um uh, align yourself with is what your experience was as a child and i was no different from my father or my brother and you know i grew up uh, a very sporty kid and I was in street hockey. I played ice hockey. I played basketball. I did track, um, played football for a little while. And I 
you know, I wanted my child to do the same things and be into those same things. And I coach soccer and I coach ball and all those different things. And what, what it really taught me at, at, at the heart of it is that loving your child is not about your dreams and aspirations for your mm. child. Loving your child is, is simply about providing the environment and the sanctuary for them to discover who they are and what they're interested in and what their passions might be. And, uh, you know, through all of the, the ups and downs, and there were, there were many, many ups and many, many downs throughout this process um, and journey uh, with True and my ex-wife and our two children, um, it really taught me how to, what it means to love someone unconditionally. Wow. And who has been um, a leader in the LGBTQ community here in Canada. Um, you know, uh, she did a couple of TED Talks and she's spoken to politicians. Um, when, we, when we first came out um, to our family, friends in our school, um, it wasn't smooth. The, the school that we were going to was a semi-private Catholic school and they didn't have a policy in place uh, to help us navigate this journey with our child and with our family. And they, they put up roadblocks. And um, long story short, we, we, um, we took them to a human rights tribunal. Um, we ended up winning that. And through True's impact statement, uh, through mediation, uh, she changed their minds in terms of them coming back to the table when we thought that it was going to go further. They said, okay, we, were, we, wanted to, we want to create a policy that will help children that are gender variant and fall under that spectrum and we need your help and we were just totally blown away and so it turned it it, it created the first uh policy uh in a in a catholic school in north america at that time and true 17 at the time she was 10 uh to have a policy in place that that it would help other children that uh fall under the spectrum of gender variance or you know, the LGBTQ community, which was really profound. And um, True is honestly my hero. She really is. At 9, 10, 11, I was not as articulate. I was not as, as self-aware. And I wasn't as emotionally intelligent as she, she was and is. And uh, she's done so many, so many great things for, for other kids that look up to her. And she's gone and spoken at schools and travel across the country and, um, and has really inspired literally thousands and thousands of, of, of communities and, and families. And, I'm, and I could not be more proud of her today. So I continue to be uh, involved in that community and I'm always, I'm always available if there is a, if there is a, a conference. Um, a couple of years ago, I was on a parents panel um, to speak to parents that are just embarking on that journey because I know what that's like and I know what the fear and anxiety will be and and you know I can't stress enough how important it is to have um, an emotionally safe place for you to be fully expressed uh, and really navigate and and unpack all of your fears and anxieties as an individual and as a family and then provide that for your children so you can really just have the tools necessary to navigate this world that can be um, beautiful, but extremely unkind at times. Yeah, yeah. What a journey that 
is for you to experience. And just going back to some of the things that you said, I love this idea and I relate to it the most about watching your child just live and experience life. And you have hopes and, and dreams and aspirations for them and things that you want to see them do. But I, I, I think that every time I see him, you know what I'm saying? And I've had people ask me questions before, like, what would you do if your son decided to do this or he wanted to be that? What would you do? And I always go, I don't know. Like, I know that I love him and that he is my mm. son. He's my blood. But I, I want to say I will love him and support him in anything that he chooses to do or to be a part of, as long as it's obviously illegal activity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But as far as like personal choices and, and all these things that we've discussed, you know, my heart says, I will support him. And like you, it's taken a long time for you to get to a place where you said that, you know, you are emotionally intelligent and also very eloquent about it and understanding it. But I imagine early on in the beginning, it was probably, I don't know, it was, it was probably difficult to sort of process or like, what were some of your initial reactions when this all came about for her at the age of nine? Like, what was well, sort of the idea that kind of in a nutshell, your initial thought process is like, how are we going to sort of navigate these waters? Because it's obviously not something that you would figure out in a weekend, right? No, no, it isn't. And, and, and you have, you're inundated with, 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 um, with friends and family and other community members uh, trying to advise you and counsel you. Sometimes you, you're asking for that, for that counsel, and sometimes it's very, very unsolicited. But what I can tell you is, is that, you know, as a parent, your, 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 your number one priority, especially, you know, when they're babies, I mean, you're just you're really about protecting your children. You love them more than you love them, love yourself. So you're always leading with that, that, that stepping forward with protection in mind. You want to protect your kids. And I think that that fear and anxiety that we, we all felt, my, my ex-wife and I felt was, you know, what, what, what was going to happen when we couldn't be there for our child in schools and, sure. and, and you know, other parents going to, to do, what were they going to say? What were the kids going to say? So before we even like came out, we, we had a lot of fears of, you know, what kind of emotional trauma was our child going to endure first off, you know, coming out of the gates. And that was really, that was really emotional for us. And then on top of that, our own, you have to really acknowledge your own fears and your biases as well. And your own, your own, um, your own, uh, what you're indoctrinated as far as your prejudices and things like that, and how you are ultimately uneducated in things that you don't know. And so we just embarked on educating ourselves as much as we possibly could. Uh, and education, there's power in education, there's power in knowledge. And so we did that. We, we um, sought out the best therapists, psychologists for children uh, that specialize in gen gender variance. And then we sought out groups that, that were supports, uh, support groups for, for parents, for LGBTQ uh, children, especially uh, children that are trans. And so that really helped us 
develop and, and especially with our with our therapists develop the tools to navigate our friends and family in our community that were coming from a place of ignorance and would say things that they would not would not be intentionally wanting us wanting to offend us sure but because we were really you know hypersensitive to our child's needs and their emotional well-being we would we would um, instinctively become protective and defensive. So through our therapy sessions, through those group sessions, through our education, through that journey, we led with kindness, we led with love, and we led with education. So that when we were met with those that, you know, say um, we, uh, we're at the grocery store and, you know, at the time we only had our two children and somebody said, hey, how are your boys doing? And go, well, we don't have two boys now. We have a boy and a girl. And you're like, well, yeah, yeah, isn't that great? You know, and we just led with that kind of sentiment. It wasn't verbatim that kind of conversation, sure, but those sure. conversations with our family and our friends and our community uh, were led with love, kindness, and education. And then on top of that, we gave latitude uh, for those that needed needed time to to get used to using female pronouns with true. But only so much, you know what I mean? There's, there's, there is, there is a, there is a sometimes a a need to make people feel better about that transition and make them feel comfortable with that transition, especially immediate family and friends. But at the end of the day, it is about um, our child, and it is about their emotional well well being, and um, you need to hurry up. <laughs> Because <laughs> this is yeah, not this yeah. is not a phase. This is not going away. This is this is our family now, and uh, <laughs> it's we need not to like a that. thing like most things that kids go through. It's yeah, like, this is permanent, and we need to figure out how we're going to navigate these waters. And I think the biggest thing that we can take away as listeners is that education is important, and being informed, and being open to that. And as this becomes something that I feel should just be normal for life. It isn't for a lot of people. It's very taboo, I think, in certain circles. And just being open and accepting to people who they are and and learning because anybody listening, this could happen, you know, this could be something that you experience with a child or you have a child and you're experiencing it now. So I want our listeners, and you've just put this so eloquently just to walk away encouraged and go you know this is something that you can do and you can work through and and um again to understand it's not a phase <laughs> it's not you know a thing that one day they might grow out of but this is big and we need to ready ourselves you know well there there has to be there has to be there has to be a sentiment of compassion understanding respect and just just that opportunity for growth. You know what I mean? I mean, back when Ellen DeGeneres had her sitcom and then she came out being gay, that was like a napalm bomb going off in, oh, in Hollywood. Huge. Do you know what I mean? And look at where we are today, where if you are gay or lesbian or whatever, that is that is fine. And, and now, and now uh, gay marriage is is normal 
for the majority of, 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 of the population. You know what I mean? Going to a gay marriage is not seen as like something underground or taboo. taboo. That, is, that, is, that is a human right. And that is beautiful. Do you know what I mean? I do. So it's, it's, it's like our society needs to catch up <laughs> and, and embrace all of our diversity and all of our incarnations of who we are as a people and, 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 and be more humane about that. And look at, look at, look at others that aren't like you and not look at them like they're, they're, they're from another planet. You know what I mean? Have that grace, have that, have that, I don't know why I'm, I'm losing my words here, but you know what I'm, you know what I'm getting do, at. You know yeah. I mean? It's just grace and understanding basic humanity, I think. And just being a human being with compassion, I think is the key. And absolutely. Absolutely. You have a beautiful family. It sounds like it's very exciting. Um, and you have just weathered these journeys so well. And I thank think you. Absolutely. And I'm not just saying that, but I just listening, I think, you know, I don't know what I would say or do, to be honest, like, I don't know. And so I think about it, but then I go, well, you know, I guess if that happens, you just love your kids the best that you can. I think that's the best way to sum this part up and, and just embrace them as human beings and individuals, parent them the best way that you can and just let life happen, right? And that's really the key. Understood. Absolutely. And, and what is unfathomable to me, but is, but is the journey of some, is that I could not even imagine life without True, life with Jude, life without Jazzy, any of my children. They are a part of me. And my life changed in so many different ways wow. and for the better. Uh, because I have children. And through the choices that they make, the passions that they embark on, through their own self-discovery and growth, I could not even fathom disowning them or saying, well, that's not what I, that's not how I wanted you to grow up to be. And then not, you know what I mean? It just doesn't do. even make sense. But that actually happens. And that's where time. you see the, the, the rise in, 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 in suicides, uh, of these of young people that are trans or in the LGBTQ community because they don't have the support of their parents and of their their families and of their of their of their immediate community. You know what I mean? They're ostracized, yeah. which is just unbelievable to me because all you need is love, understanding, compassion, a place where you feel emotionally safe, and you will be amazed at what these kids can do. And what people can do. What True has accomplished from the age of nine to now 17 is unbelievable. If you look at what she has done uh, for the LGBTQ community and who she has become is an absolute gift. And that would not have happened if we were, you know, resistant of this, if we did not embrace this, if we did not love her unconditionally and provide her with a safe emotional place to grow. Do they have any interest in what you do in Hollywood and acting in your crazy life that you lead? <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's interesting because, you know, uh, I love the fact that we have 
we have evolved into letting our children find their own path. And they look to their mother and myself for inspiration. And they're obviously influenced by the way that we occupy space and what we do. Um, and it, and uh, my son is, is a working actor now, and he has aspirations of becoming a film director and a writer. Uh, True is post-secondary going into college. She's going to be a graphic artist. Uh, my ex-wife was a graphic designer, and now she works for a national uh, PR firm using her talents and in, 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 uh, branching off in other areas. And my youngest daughter, my oldest daughter, True, and my youngest daughter, Jazzy, are incredible artists. Like like sketches and 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 paintings and things like that. And uh, my ex wife is a, is an incredible artist as well. So those types of things are happening. And then, you know, um, True and Jude were in uh, musicals, and I was in musicals as well uh, professionally. But they have they have embarked on that as well. You know, so uh, I just I'm just excited to see what they what they, what they where they end up. You know, because life is what happens when you're making plans. You might have like, okay, I'm going to be doing this, yeah. but on the way, <laughs> you know. Like where you are today is different from where you thought you were going to be 10 years ago. I oh, guess, 100% right? even a year ago, you know, so <laughs> crazy how life can take turns. Well, that's very cool that it's a very artistic family. And, you know, I think probably for them, what you do is normal uh, as far as do they watch any of your work at all or are they just kind yeah. of interested at all? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it depends. I mean, my, my kids, my kids keep it real. Like, you know the astronauts. Sure. Um, the astronauts was very very cool for them. They were they were like my youngest daughter was was kind of angry at the kids for like you know accidentally getting on the space shuttle and getting blasted into space because she would not have gone onto the ship like those other kids. Um, and you know if I'm on a show that they don't really jive with or they think it's not really that great, they'll tell me. You know what I mean? So I I, I really appreciate the honesty. Um, I think it's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit more bizarre for their friends <laughs> when they, sure. they come home from school and say, I saw your dad on TV. It's so bizarre, you know, you know, cause I picked them up from school and yeah. Yeah. Going to the grocery yeah. store is interesting sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine, especially I, I've heard that before from other folks, you know, when kids come over, it's like, Oh, you know, especially cause I was kind of going through this thing for a while where I was interviewing a lot of young actors and I would always ask, you know, do your friends treat you any differently or do they ask you weird questions? And a lot of them would just say, no, they're normal because they've been friends with me for so long. But, you know, it's more of like opportunities to keep me humble and keep me grounded. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Especially like if yeah. they watch shows that I'm on, you know, a lot of these Disney Channel shows or Nickelodeon shows over the summer you know, when everybody was off because of COVID, they were just all available. So a lot of the press I was getting were these Disney Channel, you know, Netflix shows, just all these kid actors, which was a lot of fun. But they share yeah. the same sentiments as you, my friend, as far as like, you know, they keep it real and they're honest about uh, the work that you create and that sort of thing. As we wrap up here, I, I would definitely... It's kind of an, a rough transition here, but I want to talk <laughs> about your projects that you have. Of course, let's start out with the astronauts. That was a lot of fun, a uh, very kid friendly, just a very cool show. And uh, that's still available and streaming right now for people to check out. I understand you also have a new project coming out 
uh, with producer Lauren Michaels and musical comedy type. Oh show. my gosh. What, what can you yeah. share about that? Well, uh, what I can share with you is that that was unlike anything I've ever experienced. Uh, uh, working with director Barry Sonnenfeld and then uh, Cecily Strong and Keegan-Michael Key, um, Alan Cummings, all these amazing Broadway stars. Um, the show is called Schmigadoon, a magical town of Schmigadoon. And it's a comedy, it's a musical. It's, it's Oklahoma, Mary Poppins, Wizard of Oz, Grey's Anatomy, all wrapped into one. Wow, <laughs> you can imagine that sounds that. exciting. That's, yeah. It's super exciting. Uh, the costumes, the wardrobe was amazing. The set was unbelievable. And the talent and, you know, um, Cinco Paul, who uh, helped create uh, Despicable Me, wrote this, wrote this, uh, I think it's a six episode series for Apple TV and it is brilliant. The songs, uh, the dialogue, and just, I was like a kid in a candy store watching these amazing actors that I've, that I've loved and, and admired on, on the big screen and on the small screen and then getting a chance to work with them side by side is, is, is an unbelievable uh, experience as an actor. Yeah, what a dynamic cast. And Apple TV, another new streaming platform. I feel like this is the golden age of television again, where there's just so much content for people to consume. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's really exciting uh, from an actress perspective because these streaming services uh, have really well-funded resources. So... I, I did Man in the High Castle uh, for for Prime, and uh, the amount of resources they they put into that series every day felt like we were we're shooting like a hundred million dollar film. You know what I mean? Like it just I from it. the the details on that on that set and on that production to them making their own clothes, and then you know some of the Netflix uh, projects that I've been on have been just unbelievable and astounding. From Altered Carbon to um, Coffee and Kareem shooting that movie was unbelievable. And then great, on the smaller movie, side, the yeah, <laughs> again, so much fun, so much fun. Ed Helms, working with Ed Helms and uh, just and all those other actors are just unbelievable. And then, um, and then for Nickelodeon, they partnered with Ron Howard's Imagine Entertainment. And so the set and the production on that show was beyond anything that we could ever have imagined. And the writing on that show, they they actually told us at our first table read that Nickelodeon was looking to use this show as, as part of their rebranding so that they could not only compete with other streaming services, but actually become uh, a network that's not so focused on little kids, but actually a family sure. uh, a family type of vibe so that, you know, you, you look at some... Um, Pixar and 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 all of those all, the, all those different uh, projects, so that the entire family can sit down and and be entertained. And I and I think that we achieve that. Yeah, it kind of reminded me. Do you remember that film in the late '80s, Space Camp, that came out? Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I got a little bit. Um, yeah, just you know where they accidentally go on to the space shuttle and then they wind up getting launched into space. You know, it's just kind of a fun show. And of course, Jonathan Frakes directed that which is part of the star trek series which is huge so you just Massive. had a fantastic show i want to talk about snowpiercer on tnt you have an amazing lead on that show jennifer conley that show is just unbelievably 
talk about watching you know everything you've done is great but this show i it's just something about it it is like watching a multi-million dollar film and it really kind of started out uh, as a show that was kind of on like everything else and then started to pick up traction and now is one of the biggest shows on television um you know it's it's an interesting it's an interesting evolution of that show because it started I, I love being on a project like that where it's a really slow burn where it just doesn't it come is. out of the gates and burns white hot it actually is a slow burn and there's so many gifted individuals actors and people behind the camera on that show I mean just coming on set for the first time and seeing the detail that they they put into the snowpiercer sets was unbelievable the wardrobe and just the intricacies of of the of the of the of the episodes how everything unfolded like every single time i got an episode i just kind of read it and i couldn't put it down I'm like oh my god you just never know what's going to happen on that show and i'm really i feel i feel really blessed to to be able to work with these actors and to be um, part of the second season um, i worked a, a few days with jennifer connelly and she is everything you can imagine, such a professional, so gifted and, uh, and so accessible as an actor and and such a sweet, sweet person. Uh, It was, it was a wonderful, wonderful time on set. And she's phenomenal in the show, like phenomenal. I'm a fan of the show. Yeah. I'm a fan of the show. Like everybody is just one of the things that often happens when you have a show like that and it's an ensemble cast and you have so many people, you kind of feel like, I don't feel like this with this show, but there's kind of everybody's sort of competing with each other as far as like what's mm-hmm. happening. But I feel in this show, everybody gets their share of camera time, I guess you could say. And you really can follow the story well. And it's not just like, it's a slow burn. Like you said, it's not, you're not just getting bombarded with like all of this uh, stuff at once. And you're trying to like process it all and go, okay, what's happening. And uh, it's great. I'm excited to see, what happened? Well, what I will say, what I will say, sorry to interrupt you, what I will say about Snowpiercer that is really special is that it's a human story. You know, yeah, if you can is. imagine, I mean, every, I think everyone that's a fan of the show that watches the show can actually see the possibility of this actually happening. You know what I mean? Like, especially now, the Good world, word. yeah, the world coming to this kind of apocalyptic ending and then everything being on this sort of Noah's Ark snow piercer and what that would mean as far as the class structure of our society and, and how that would be. And then all the individual story arcs on that show is a human story. So everybody that's, that's on that show is not actually when they've got their time and when they're doing their dialogue, or when they're contributing on set, everybody on that show when I was there, and then and what I, what I've heard from from other from other uh, performers are invested in the story. You know, they really believe in the story. So we're really trying to tell this this the, the day in the life of what would happen and how people would change being on this being on this snowpiercer for more than seven years and what would happen if you if 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 the train derailed or you know you, everything's sort of like hanging by your fingernails in some way. So seeing that 
how people handle that emotional stress and the anxiety and the shifts in class and like people trying to go to the front of the train, the middle class and the tail, all those different intricacies and, and interwoven undercurrents are just fascinating to watch. And how those stories unfold with those main characters and then the, the other characters is really, you're, you're in for a lot of surprises. I'm excited. Do you film in Canada like most other projects these days or are you filmed somewhere else? Uh, yeah, we film in Canada, okay. you know, and, uh, and uh, just with the, um, with the infrastructure we have here in, in British Columbia and abroad, um, we've got some amazing crews uh, that, uh, that handle our productions on set. And so um, we've been blessed with the fact that a lot of American productions come up here and they shoot all their shows, you know, yeah. and so far that Amazon and Netflix have like built sound stages in British Columbia. Yeah, it's become like another Hollywood, you know, I think New Mexico and Tennessee and Atlanta and all these other places are becoming yeah. hubs uh, for for production and that sort of thing. And, you know, especially now you guys have kind of been the forerunners with the new COVID restrictions. You were one of the first areas to sort of open back up again and start filming. And so now everybody here is kind of looking at your folks and going, okay, what can we do to be safe? and secure and and put out good content it's awesome i'm excited to <laughs> see the new season your new project coming out next year and of course everybody needs to check out the astronauts and all of that if if people want to connect with you garfield on social media and just kind of follow you and see what's going on how can they do so oh yeah definitely hit me up on instagram at uh at garfield a wilson and definitely hit me up on twitter at garfield wilson i'd love to hear from you Yes. Well, everybody buckle up a lot more amazing content and we will put links in our show notes as well to all of the things uh, that we discussed today. So you can click and connect and learn more. Garfield, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much, Brett. It's been a wonderful time. Man. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.